Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. It is the Raw 25th anniversary, and not only that, but it's the go-home show for the Royal Rumble happening January 28th in Philadelphia. We have everything from Teddy Long to DX to Boogeyman coming at you right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. No there oh, we go. Yeah. See, we even got the light show. There we go. And we're thankful. Thankful for, uh, as Stephanie McMahon says, the one person that we should be thankful for, the one person that uh, set it all off. Welcome to the WWE Raw After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We have all of your wrestling coverage coverage covered here right now. Um, to my far, far left, I have... You know him. Oh, hey, you everybody. You love him. He's hey, part of your OG Raw squad. I have... Ty Matthews. And T Matthews works too. I, I was going to say T Matthews. That works. T I'll Matthews. take that. Ty Matthews. What to do? I know. He's here from the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. There you go. There you go. Also, uh, the Magicians After Show. I am still gainfully employed as a host here on the AfterBuzz TV network. You can find me on Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, or Saturdays, 4 o'clock, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Check your local listings. All that stuff. But I'm happy to be back on the panel. How are the magicians? Do they do the magic? Do they do so, it well? They so much magic. Actually, this season there's a magic shortage. That's not what? a joke. Oh my god! <laughs> so, tune in to see how that works out. Yeah, this is serious business. Next to him, the man that is forlorn that magic is no longer in the world. Well, we saw the Undertaker tonight, so there's there's still a little bit of magic. There's still just a little bit of just magic. Just a little bit. Not ba- a whole lot Basically, you put some wrestling initials together, and you will see this man work in the mat. This is true, hobo. Yep, yep. Just got in from Arizona. Mr. Robert Baines was in attendance at the Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Then the hobo wrestled a little bit later. Later at another undisclosed location in Arizona. I think it was Action Pro Wrestling. I don't know. I just go places and then people <laughs> say, fight them! And I fight them. That's what I and do. And he just breaks some heads. That's yeah. what Hobo does. Wrestle. And that's that's what we want from Two Hobo. Two guys. All, both of them over 300 pounds. Oh boy. And then a 100 pound girl. And you know what I did with the girl? What's that? I threw her at the other guys. Well, nice. So that's, what that's, that's what you gotta do. You use them as a weapon. When you're when you're a vagrant and you're a, you're a head breaker? That's what you do. There you go. Mm -hmm. Use people as weapons. Uh, So (laughs) we have over three hours of a 25th anniversary of Raw to cover. Lots to talk about. Within an hour. So we're going to power this on (laughs) through. Get right to it. Yeah. And uh, if you saw the Raw Raw pre-show, awesome to you. We won't be able to cover it because we just do not have time. It's hard enough to cover the show show, let alone the pre-show. I'm telling you. I didn't even know it was a pre-show. Yeah. I don't listen. There's not enough time 
There's not enough there time. There really isn't. There's never enough time, but take your time. That's what Persona 5 says. Anyway, yeah. so we had two arenas tonight. We had the Manhattan Center and Barclays Center, um, both in New York City. And uh, Manhattan Center had uh, WWE Raw Hall of Famers, uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Of there course, of course. Love the that. Manhattan Center, where it all began. Yes. Even complete yes. with IcoPro banners. I know. With the IcoPro banners and everything. So nice. Wild, man. I, you know, I didn't realize they had changed the name, but that venue has seen a lot of wrestling, a lot of very important wrestling. Mm-hmm. Really, the trajectory of professional wrestling as a whole, it's managed to host some of the most important events. I mean, outside of, let's say, Madison Square Garden, which is really, that's that's the staple of professional wrestling mm-hmm. in New okay. York City, but the Hammerstein Ballroom, as it was formerly known, is, is really important to the history of professional wrestling as a whole. Nice. So it was great to see them running in that location, in addition to Barclays. Um, I did hear that there, was, there were some... Issues. The fans in attendance yeah. at uh, at the Manhattan Center were not as pleased with what they received for <laughs> their ticket price this evening. That's fair. They, That's they fair. did not have. Let's just say they didn't have as many matches and interactions. The, the, as well, the well no one really said. had as many you matches, know, but yeah. really, really did. <laughs> oh, was, and um, I'm horrible at this. I'm your host, Marquia McCarty. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Lead the charge. Almost forgot. Uh, I'm I'm horrible at that. <laughs> See, I thought it's you were ridiculous. Ridiculous. This we got time. so. <laughs> we I will take it, sir. <laughs> there you go. I will take it. Uh, but yeah, and our commentators in the Barclays Center were uh, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and of course uh, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T. So we began with a Raw Commissioner Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon, who's uh, the SmackDown uh, Commissioner. They're in the crowd. The they're in the ring. The crowd is feeling it. Shane, you know, has thanks and praise for all the unsung heroes, you know, behind the scenes and such and such. And we go into the Raw 25th Anniversary Video Package, which you can see online. I don't know how much time we have. A lot of good stuff. No, nope. we're not talking of, any video packages. We won't Move talk any on. video packages. It was the best of. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You can see it online. Uh, so coming back, Stephanie McMahon, she's honored to introduce the one person that we should thank. The same person that we opened our show with, actually. And that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> sure. There you yes. go. He comes out, uh, the crowd pops. You know, very nice thank you gift for him. It's a Raw 25 plaque. It's, it's beautiful. I thought it was very nice. It was golden and there was, you know, wood. It was, it looked like a nice, it was a supple I, wood. I think a supple I, wood was more, on there. more than anything, I loved the idea that Shane and Stephanie didn't want to foot the bill for the plaque themselves. Right. So they got to <laughs> so go fund they me. They got to go fund well, me. They got to go for cash. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't sell any ad space tonight. <laughs> Whoa, I yeah. saw that Isa Pro banner. Hang on, yeah, real, yeah, real, real quick, I gotta throw a shout out to Slanderous Mambo for saying that sh- this show could have used a lot more Jean-Pierre Lafitte, because that is a deep-ass cut, and wow. I am here for it. I am here for when he stole Bret Hart's jacket. I'm here for evil pirates. <laughs> nice. Uh, but basically, Vince was not feeling the plaque. He said, uh, you know, it looks a little cheap. You know, I've, I've 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 slaved for you people for 25 years, and all you have is this plaque. It's like, uh, no, no, I'm not feeling it. Uh, then there was a particular chant, of course. That, uh, you know, hey, it's New York. They're going mm. to tell you what they what they need. And he says, uh, Vince says, I did this by myself. Did not need anybody else. And then Steve Austin's music is. Mm-hmm. 
And WWE Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. And Vince, of course, you know, he's playing feeble. I have a I have an AARP card now, <laughs> you know. I, I'm My bones are brittle. He's not the genetic jackhammer he used to be. No. Yeah, but you know no. who is? Hmm. Shane. He's really in, his, in, his, in his prime, as prime. Vince said. Yes, Shane's virile. And uh, Stone Cold... <laughs> takes that stunner <laughs> yep. that is handed to him. And mm-hmm. then you see uh, Vince says, two beers. Hey, two beers amongst buddies. You know, let's have a chug. Let's have a hug. And then let's have <laughs> a stunner. Hug. I love how much they drew it out. Like, they hugged, and then they'd back away a little bit, and then Steve Austin would raise his hand again, and you knew it was coming. You just didn't know quite when. <laughs> even even Vince was looking at leaving, and he's like, something's going to happen. <laughs> Something I can't here. just leave. What's going to happen, Stunner? <laughs> and that is how we began. Where did Raw. Stephanie go? She knew what was coming. She's she a survivor. She did the just vanish. She is gone. She's a leader and a survivor. Yeah. She knew to go. I was going to say something and I can't say it. I cannot say what I was going to say right now. Please excuse my own laughter in my head. And our first match for uh, the 25th anniversary happens to be an eight-woman tag team match. A tag team match, player. Coming to get it all. Oh, I missed it. Nice and all. Anthony treats us well. Anthony Holla Holla players. Uh, and our eight woman tag team match consisted of Asuka, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey versus Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Alicia Fox, and Nia Jax. Uh, it seems like she's uh, kind of semi joined Absolution and Paige's. Uh, Unfortunate. No, oh, I think it was one of those situations. She saw Oscar was going to be on that team, and she said, "I want uh-huh. Yeah, that. common common enemies, all that good stuff. Indeed. Um, Indeed, I do love that. After years and years of of the same tropes, we we still hear. You know, I don't see how she could be eliminated. She absolutely <laughs> has to win because a- that's worked so well for every other giant in Royal Rumble history. Somebody on commentary called that out too. Well, it didn't work out so well for the Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently she's the first draft pick, and there's uh, nothing to stop her. I mean, she immediately went for Asuka, mm-hmm. even before the match started. Oh, yeah. And then the match itself, you know, a lot of, lot of fun stuff in the match. You know, I, I didn't feel bad about any match that happened tonight. I thought sure. all of them brought it. Sure. All of them brought it. So for this, uh, a brawl erupted outside of the ring. Um, Foxy went for a high kick in the corner. Sasha saw it coming. She basically countered with a backstabber and then she ends up uh, getting the win with the bank statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did y'all feel about this match? I mean, you know. It was, it opened was it up longer, with an eight-woman tag team yeah, match. I mean, it had a I good expected. time to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for what, three segments I think it was? Yep. It was it was, it was was interesting to see Oscar in control for the vast majority of this. I don't think anybody really had her down except for the, the early goings of this match when Nia jumped her from behind. Right, exactly. And it's it's good, obviously, getting, getting so much time for a match with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, the more exposure we can get uh, for them in front of the Raw crowd, the better, especially with with the words going around when or if Paige will end up coming back. So, 
I, I, at this point, I don't want her to. I need her to take that healing, right. and I need her to pull, she's, a, pull she, a Daniel Bryan at this point. Yeah, well, and, and like, she can be just like you know, step away. Exactly, and she's such a good talker. She can be just as effective in a in a non competitive role. I think. And she's got Thank two you. pit bulls. All she has to do is stand there and keep keep them on a chain, and then let them loose. Exactly, on exactly somebody. like Michonne from Walking Dead. I'm that's on board. That's exactly yeah. right. Yes, and thank you, chat room. Yes, Nia Jax did get a pop from the crowd. So yeah. that's that's I like that. So yes, we have um, Asuka, Mickey, and Bailey join Sasha as winners. Everything's good and happy. No, it's not. Asuka takes them all out. Do that all spinning of them. the spinning back fist that Asuka hit Bailey with might have gotten my biggest reaction on the ba- night. Bailey was stunned. <laughs> what the hell, back fist? Don't ever. Oh, I'm loving me some Asuka. She's, this uh, is what I'm I this... knew she was going to do the entire oh, time. I'm this close to cosplaying her because there you like, go. There her you go. in that like Technicolor nightmare coat, I am yeah. all it's about so colorful, all of exactly. that. She's the murder fly. There you go. <laughs> uh, we we're moving on. We're backstage with Kurt. So Kurt Angle is backstage with a ref uh, because Kane, Braun, and Brock will be there tonight. And we can't have chaos. Oh, no. Heavens no. No. Perish the thought. No, not, not at Raw. That's not what Raw is Never. Not Never, Raw ever. before Royal Rumble. Absolutely. No. We, we run a respectable show here. Things will be orderly. There you they go. Will be, they will be by the book. <laughs> uh, Never otherwise. Oh, cool. heaven. Yeah. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exit stage left. Man. And apparently Marie Annette in our chat room was there tonight. Oh, God. You know, uh, liven up the chat room. There with you that. go. But, uh, Give Kurt us some Angle, stories. Please do. Kurt Angle was not in that room by himself because then the coach walks in. I was says, really excited about the coach. I was so pumped. I, and uh, he says, you know what? You're doing a great job. This is a great job. But he's not the only one. We have Harvey Whippleman, the Brooklyn Broiler, uh, Steve Lombardi. He comes in. <laughs> and, and you know, all, already this kind of seems like a match that somebody would make. And then uh, who I'd walks in but our favorite person in the world, <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Holla. Holla, holla. And mm-hmm. he's got his dance on. And I had a real fun time with that. Um, I thought that this was going to be where it ended. Right. But... Please continue. Yeah. No, no, no. Because they, they needed, they had Teddy Long, but they needed a little more love. Oh, a little more love in that room. So then we got brother love and full brother. Honestly, there might not have been anyone on the show with as big of a gap between the last time he was on Woo. WWE programming and tonight. Yeah, I don't know. When was the last time we saw Bruce? Because there, he's not one of the ones that they usually like trot out for these, mm. these type of reunion shows. It's true. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's huh. been a more than a hot minute. Chat, tell us the last time we saw Brother Love on TV. Yeah, and um, AJ0314. Yeah, I know. There was no R- IRS. There was no Erwin Scheister. Furious. The entire time at the 25th anniversary <gasps> of Raw. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be hurting about that for at least until the next show. Uh, I didn't but, know you were such a big IRS fan. Yeah, yeah. All right. All he, right. he got me when I was... Uh, he was the first <laughs> real bad guy at that point i didn't know uh-huh. heels sure. i was like he's such a bad guy right. but he's so suave with his <laughs> red tie i i was a i don't know if anyone else would have said suave, I certainly wouldn't have said suave. 
<laughs> Those I red suspenders. They, they, were, they were going for greasy, and somehow they caught you as suave. <laughs> he was suave. Keep I guess in mind, I he, read a lot of comic books. He kid, was he was so. really the only one like wearing a tie at the time, probably. Yeah, uh, a tie and suspenders. Although he took Undertaker an extra step. Was that's one of those really old timey really wide tie? Right, yeah. right, right, right. I liked him. I liked Undertaker, and I loved the Bushwhackers because oh, they course. kept it real. They were yeah. real southern. <laughs> they were wait, yeah. wait, 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 real southern. I mean, um, I was eight, dude. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> but moving on, we had brother love, but he was not the punchline to the nope. scene because then the boogeyman, the boogeyman came out, and the boogeyman is great at uh, just you, creeping eating worms. Out. Eating, eating worms. worms. <laughs> Just, Very oh. specific skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really... I mean, it, it obviously is a great source of protein. Look at him. Obviously. Just look at him. I'm telling you, if you're running a D&D campaign and you need a worm eater, you call the boogeyman. Yeah, it is. I mean, it. I that is a good point, though. It's worth mentioning that when he tried out for Tough Enough, he was 40. He's over 50. So the fact that he looks He's like this now. built like a, 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 a large brick structure <laughs> you know that one yeah <laughs> and, and we have a uh, sean cooper is that how i say it? c-o-u-p-r coper mm. uh he says that 15th anniversary raw was the last time brother love was there okay so, okay so it's been a hot let's decade see. let's see let's see <laughs> so we're back at the manhattan center um after the break and uh and then we see the undertaker video package we're not going to go into all the video packages because seriously we got the so much you know what you know it's in a video package you know it's the undertaker he does then he does a high buy and he also he hey also guys gets in the ring. still dying there you go <laughs> yeah. there you go um you know the bells are tolling inside inside the manhattan center he's in the center of the ring and he has epic undertaker speech when is undertaker of course not of course and and i mean the undertaker especially with the manhattan center i remember vividly one of my most vivid raw memories of the very first episode the undertaker versus damien demento because damien demento scared the hell out of me when i was a kid <laughs> when he talked to himself I, I it freaked me out to such a weird degree i thought he somehow knew what i was thinking and oh, was wow. like responding to that like he was just a radio picking up everybody's exactly, thoughts. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, but basically the Undertaker for the last 25 years has ripped legends from their pedestals. He's buried them. Now on the sacred ground, he declares for all those who have fallen, it is truly time you rest in peace. And then the crowd starts chanting one more time. Of course. One more time. Yeah, and and it leaves off. From and there. then it leaves off from yep, there. Yep. So backstage, uh, the old APA office is uh, set up. Of course. Uh, poker game in full effect. Uh, we've got Ron Simmons, JBL, Heath Slater, and Rhino. And uh, you know Heath loses. He's got kids. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't lose this game. He, <laughs> he, if you got kids, you can't be this bad at cards, you man. Can't. But JBL's like, like well, Daddy's broke. What am I gonna do? <laughs> and then we get Ted DiBiase, mm-hmm. the million dollar man, With a fat stack, bam, just boom, oh. right there on the table uh, with with that signature laugh. Of course, the the How laugh, the belts, the just com- the whole and, and lapels. He had pins in his lapel, yeah. giant gold <laughs> encrusted things. He did. He had like a gold chain going down. He looked like some uh, embassy from the land of Zamunda. You know, <laughs> <laughs> somewhat. He was decked out. 
So, uh, and then the next segment, the next segment, we have the general managers of uh, Days Past mm-hmm. for Raw. Some of the greatest GMs that we've had in Raw history. Uh, we have uh, uh, John Laronitis, we have William Regal, um, Eric Bischoff, and then Daniel Bryan. Of course. Daniel Bryan. Yes, there's a yes chant. Yes, yes, yes. There will always be a yes chant for Daniel Bryan. Um, but The Miz comes out with The Miz Taraj, gets in Daniel Bryan's face because he's about to face off with Roman Reigns because we have an Intercontinental Championship match. There's, I, I hope The Miz and Daniel Bryan get, like, at, at the very least, a network special documenting, documenting their history. Because that yeah. is is low key one of my absolute favorite rivalries going back to the game show days of NXT. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they remind me a lot of you know Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. There is no universe in which these two would get along. Right. They are just exactly. always opposed to each other. Right, they just hate each other. Just and it's it's not personal. It's personalities. You right, know? and then and everything just it reached a whole new boiling point on Talking Smack when the Miz just went nuclear on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, and I cannot underestimate or uh, understate Mm. uh, the pop that Miz got when he actually walked out. There were so many pops tonight, it's more like who didn't get a pop? Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a hot crowd. It was a hot crowd. It really was. I think was. Everybody, everybody came into this knowing, you know, you're just going to have a good time. Have a few drinks and kind of relive the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like we're, we're going to get the band together. We're on a mission for God. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it was, I mean, the, the episode, it was, it. I felt like it was in an unfortunate position because these anniversary shows... They are, for all intents and purposes, non-canon. You get you get a lot of feel-good moments, but not really anything of consequence. But mm. at the same time, it's the go-home show for the se- what some might say the second most important show of the entire year. So there's got to be something there. Yeah, not I, only that, but... I think it actually works. Weirdly enough, I think the 25th anniversary of Raw falling right before the Royal Rumble, you're going to get casual fans in for the 25th, sure. and then they're going to carry over to the Royal Rumble because everybody likes the Royal Rumble because it doesn't really matter. You just watch and sort of figure out it's a sampler of who's now, and you kind of pick who you like and who you don't like, and you might see somebody win. So I think it's, it's actually not such a a bad place. That's a it it's, leads it's, into that. That's a great way to put it. I love the idea of it being a sampler. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah. enjoy I like that. that. Like Russell Stuvers. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Just exactly. to get a little bit of everything. Uh, but yes, this actual match, I thoroughly recommend for you to watch this match. This intercontinental match. Just, uh, okay, to say there were a number of distractions during the match and The Miz managed to take uh, the cover off of the second turnbuckle, uh, Roman Reigns' head ended up meeting that turnbuckle. And let's say, finally, the third skull-crushing finale, Miz was able to put away Roman Reigns and become the Intercontinental Champion. There was so much more to this match. How did y'all feel? It's, I mean, it's it's classic video game boss strategy. You wait until he charges at you, move at the last second, he hits something hard, and then you capitalize. There you go. It's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Big time. Exactly. I mean, this is absolute proof that Miz is playing chess while Roman Reigns is playing checkers. Uh, Miz has got his pawns in play. He's playing the field. He's planning for the future. I didn't even know that he had removed the, the buckle cover until all of a sudden Roman Reigns' head goes careening into it. I was thoroughly shocked, and I generally pick up on these kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it's over. 
Well, that has to be it. And to goad your opponent into a misstep like that is strategy, and it's brilliant, and that is why he is the champion now. It is for planning. It is not an accident. Yeah, I will put it out there, though. Without the Mistrage, I don't understand how he would have been able to lock this down. Because because of the Mistrage's interference, you know, then he had Roman Reigns doing, like, the drive-by drop kick, and, mm. you know, like, doing Superman punches outside, and, like, dividing his attention. I mean, without that... Can The Miz retain his championship if Misraj is uh, rejected like they were? All he has to do is stay away from Roman Reigns. <laughs> Champions right. advantage. Exactly. The whole time. He nice. had the hardest time getting Roman back into the ring because that's the only place you could actually beat him for the belt. But if he wants to retain, he just has to stay away. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all this content for you, the listener, free of charge, is our amazing sponsors. Today, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is one of those sponsors. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister duo Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, or a barista who's just too friendly, or maybe a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about everything. Prepare for equal amounts laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. Just stay away. Play the game. Mess him up. Throw him outside. Ten count. Victory. Cheap victory. But he retains. Champions Advantage is a hell of a strategic tool. There you go. And as Michael Cole mentions, The Miz is only one title reign away from tying Chris Jericho's record nine IC title reigns. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. We're just breaking all kinds of titles. I mean, uh, hey, it's 2018. It's made for that, right? Of course. So uh, backstage, the APA office now (laughs) includes Jeff Hardy, MVP, and the Usos. Poker game still in effect. People like cards. And in the ring, this was fun. Uh, Christian's back. And not only is he back, but he's brought the peep show. Not only that, but his special guests are Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Uh, Christian has missed us. Welcome back to the peep show. Peep show. He's a nine-time tag team champion. He just wants us to know that. So everyone's clear. Just so that they're clear. Wow. Can I just say the crowd just loves Jason Jordan. I love they it. Love Big fans. Him. <laughs> Big fans. Brooklyn loves Jason they Jordan. They love him. They're wild about him. If you can't tell the sarcastic font of what we're saying with the subtitles. <laughs> right. Slash S. Everything's you know. in yeah. italics. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, you never want them silent, so he's winning. Um, one of the things that he says is his dad doesn't suck, but then... Shizaro, the bar comes out and they want to reclaim their tag team titles uh they say that jordan sucks the crowd agrees what they love jason jordan why are they agreeing (laughs) yeah they all definitely clap for kurt angle when he stopped everything to have everybody stand up and clap for kurt angle they definitely did (laughs) that they definitely did that yeah In general, some tussling happened. Uh, Rollins ended up mistakenly taking out Jason Jordan, much to the audience's surprise. Huh? I'll say delight. Delight yes, it might be yes. the better word. Horseplay ends in tears, kids. There you go. And the bar is please as punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Charlie Caruso backstage with Alexa Bliss. And basically, she says, uh, will Alexa still be champ by 
WrestleMania. Alexa is taken aback by this. Um, she has a lot of feelings, <laughs> mainly that she is a goddess, and you do not ask a goddess these questions. And then we have SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair come to the scene. And can I just say, that dichotomy of height was... <laughs> yeah, it's wow. it's a lot more striking when they're both sharing a frame. She's a very mean giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> How did they frame that? I'm she, not even She was certain. in heels. Charlotte was definitely in heels. She was taller than her dad. Something like that. But um, basically, Charlotte Flair, she comes, she lays the law. She says, uh, Bliss doesn't have the size or the pedigree. Not only that, but the nature boy... Rick Flair comes in, and he has a lot to say that Charlotte will be the champ tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, WrestleMania, after WrestleMania, and so on and so forth. Woo! Till she decides to hang up the robe. He's confident. Mm. Uh, but he's, he's going to bet his Hall of Fame ring on that, that next match she's got. Until, until someone super kicks her into retirement. Well... <laughs> So uh, then we have a video package um, highlighting Edge's career. Mm. Uh, just watch the video packages. We have to steam ahead. Yeah, let's just not mention any ahead. more video packages. You know yeah, what happened. We, we can't talk you, you about know. the sextacular. <laughs> <laughs> I was really that was, looking forward that to that. That was a classic moment in Raw history. The live sex celebration. <laughs> uh, and backstage in the APA office, uh, Poker Game is in full swing. Uh, so uh, he loses to Natalia. I forget what she had, but I uh, full house. Uh, maybe it was all hearts. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And uh, Dana Brooke and I. Okay, I I enjoy that Dana Brooke is a part of Titus Worldwide because mm. they're you know getting her involved. But 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 couldn't we have had IRS in there <laughs> delivering this line of he crunched the numbers and Heath Slater has lost a lot of money. Just. Just there. Well, he let me have it. He could have. He could have been there. He could have been there to determine how much of that needed to go to Heath Slater's taxes. You would think he'd be at the poker game, <laughs> right? You would right. think. Actually, yeah, he could have been waiting at the door just to take his share of everybody's earnings. Well, hell, he and he and pay the IRS. He and Ted DiBiase, Money Inc., a a one of the the uh, more prolific tag teams of the early nineties. <sighs> he could have yeah. been right there beside him. There you go. Just like a hand on the shoulder and be like, I'll be taking my percentage. <laughs> nope. So, yes. So then, moving on, um, in the Manhattan Center, I think this was the second match that they had of the mm. night. And it was Bray Wyatt versus Woken Matt Hardy. Uh, both of them had very strong intros, but the crowd seemed a little bit more subdued, maybe because of what you were saying earlier, Ty, where it's like... They probably expected more stuff. No, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Well, and it's point. it's it took me pretty much by surprise that the Bray Wyatt Matt Hardy one on one match happened here right? and tonight of all places. It was yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Like, and it happened. Right. I mean, not not that I've been crazy about the build thus far. Hey, I've enjoyed the build, but you know, I'm biased. I've absolutely hated the build <laughs> with a passion. Yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. On I'm it. I'm uh, certainly I am not the first person to make this point by any means. Mm. But the the brilliance of the broken universe is that every week you tuned in and you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know if there was going to be a drone or or a Love dilapidated boat. Or mm. any anything of that magnitude. Our resurrection. Exactly. This this build has just been, hey, this guy laughs. Hey, this guy laughs too. Next week. Hey, they both laugh. Hey, yeah. next week. Hey, they're still laughing. Oh, 
I like the build, like the character builds for each. I didn't need a match to happen. But that's what I mean. There, There is no build. It's just mm. been them laughing at each other. See, that's why I'm glad you're here. You're saying what I'm thinking, but you're not here as often, so you, <laughs> you all give him the heat. Just keep that heat right on to him. <laughs> I, I just, I enjoy both of them so much, and it's such a dream program that you just need to let them go wild with it and just completely take they're, the they're take the reins off. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to have internet shorts. The both exactly, of them. exactly. That's what I, that's I what mean, I want. at this point, Matt Hardy on Twitter is the closest thing to true Broken Matt mm-hmm. Hardy that we've been seeing. I understand what you're saying with what they've had on Raw. For me, that was just steps towards them having internet shorts, them having things that they put on Snapchat mm-hmm. um, as their characters. And I just, I really, really hope that WWE goes that way. I certainly hope so. I feel so. like they should. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for this particular match, um, the commentators, uh, like I said earlier, it was uh, JBL and uh, Jim Ross, uh, A lot of blocking by um, Wyatt for uh, Bray Wyatt for basically anything that Mm. uh, Hardy was putting out there. I mean, Twist of Fates blocked Uh, a lot of walloping of Hardy. Hardy tried to bring it back, but kept on getting countered. In the end, uh, Sister Abigail for the win. Mm. You know, so Bray Bray got that down. Bray Wyatt kind of uses that top rope to his advantage. Wasn't clean. Mm. Wasn't clean. Right across the throat. Yeah, Mm. dirty. He snapped the arm and the throat. I mean, it was it was a case of. Bray just being a half step behind Matt for the majority of this match, but then busting out that speed, that low cross body, and just leveling him. He is so Love watching dangerous. that, absolutely. Uh, yeah. hey, a man that size should not move that fast. I'd love to see him and Samoa Joe mix it up. Of Ooh. course, of That'd course. dangerous as hell. Well, I mean, oh, back nice. in in his in his previous life, there's a reason they called him a Sherman tank with a Ferrari engine. Yeah. You know? Yes. Nice. Uh, so in this next segment, we have uh, JoJo uh, at the Barclay Center. We're back there. And we're celebrating the greatest female superstars in the WWE. So we have the Bella Twins come out. We have Maurice come out. Um, Kelly Kelly, Lillian Garcia, WWE Hall of Famer, Jacqueline. Love Jacqueline. Who, uh, let's say for the Royal Rumble, if if she's up to it. I would love that. But oh, I, a, I wouldn't be I surprised would, one bit. I would love to I would see love, good. I would love that. Yeah, jazz. Uh, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, uh, uh, Terry Reynolds. Mm-hmm. What did what would I put down? Uh, Maria Canellis. I I, just I was have, sad that they have didn't, a lot of typing errors. I right? mean, I, I love Terry Reynolds, but I I wish they would have they would have brought out Marlena instead. You know, yeah. just full full gimmick. Haven't seen that gimmick in a very long time. I well, think it might have been, been gone over most of the audience's heads. Marlena might not have been available. Yeah. Might not have been available. <laughs> right. Uh, and then WWE Hall of Famer, and this was the biggest pop, Trish mm-hmm. Stratus, who uh, I also would not mind. And I, I kind of feel like she would. Maybe. I Maybe. like it. So then, and this was one of my favorite segments of the night. We are backstage with Elias. And... Uh, uh, and Jericho. Jericho's there. He sees Elias' scarves. He's not feeling it. He says that he's made a song about him. Can he borrow that guitar? Uh, Elias is like, uh, no, no, dude, you can't borrow my guitar. No problem. Got my own. Just such a stupid visual <laughs> was, gag. I loved it. That was so ridiculous. I'm so on board. And um, so basically the song was, he doesn't want to walk with Elias. Elias is a stupid idiot. And he's just, just made the list. You know. Yeah, uh, and then a uh, quick cutaway. Empire State Building is lit up red tonight for Raw twenty five. So we have Elias in the ring. He's a man with a guitar and a spotlight, and one thing to say, and that is burning everything down around him. 
So he wants to sing to the WWE legends. Uh, there's a fan interruption of stupid idiot. <laughs> Surprised he didn't throw a Molotov cocktail at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brooklyn. Get a ring! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was burning everybody. Undertaker, apparently Jimmy Fallon was there. Yeah. Uh, John Cena, and John Cena was most definitely there. Comes out, he's like, uh, no, this isn't going to happen. Uh, crowd starts another chant, and uh, John Cena turns it PG and says, yes, um, <laughs> the Big Apple. <laughs> Decide what that chant was to yourself. So, yeah, so uh, then some tussling happens mm-hmm. between uh, John Cena. A lot of tussling. A lot of tussling. There's a lot of tussling. Mm-hmm. A lot of tussling in this mm-hmm. uh, anniversary show. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, Cena got a five-knuckle shuffle in. Uh, Elias got a low blow and then guitar smash on Cena's back. I mean, I, I get why they can't do the headshots anymore, but, man, those guitar shots just aren't the same to the back. It's worse to the back. You know? <laughs> you, you saw what happened to, to Finn Balor, right, when he took that? No. Huh? Oh, Elias oh, went yeah, too yeah. high, and the edge Ooh. of the guitar caught the back of his head and opened mm. him up like a ripe melon. Boy, oh, boy. Gnarly. It's actually better to the head. Right? There's just exploded over the head, double J style, honky-tonk man style. Just don't make make sure it's not a real guitar like what happened to Jake the Snake. God. Oh boy. But but John Cena, the potential possible uh, movie version of Duke Nukem. Oh, that that man. just recently. Wait, what? That's that's the word that's been going around. <laughs> how about a uh, very unpg? <laughs> you know you know how everyone's been asking for a Duke Nukem movie. <laughs> everyone everyone asked for that. There would have to be topless women. I think John might explode. <laughs> Did you see he was in that Amy Schumer movie where he was like completely naked? He was in Trainwreck. He, he looked yeah. like he looked like a sculpture, like you know, that like walking something. granite. Yeah, <laughs> but he is he is in a decidedly non PG movie coming up called Blockers that also looks pretty. Oh, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. There you go. We can't say the first word. <laughs> it is it is specifically only called Blockers, and then a picture of a uh, rooster. They really they yeah. changed it. Yeah. <laughs> be damned. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so, speaking of which, we're back at the APA's office. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of Just segments even, after Even this. more people. The, the game know. keeps multiplying. It, it really I does. I like that every time you come back, there's more people. There's it's, more and more people. It's, it's like a growing game. version of the, uh, the, the Last Supper. Yeah. <laughs> New Day is there. Heath has been cheating. Uh, DiBiase is a royal flush and a laugh for everyone. Uh, that could be a ringtone. This man's laugh. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. He didn't want the pancake. The <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no pancake breakfast. It's poker, goddammit. <laughs> So Mark Henry is backstage and he bumps into the Godfather and there's uh, an interaction between the uh, Godfather and the the young lady that's with him. Uh, uh, hey, young lady, this is sexual chocolate. Of course, of course, uh, sexual chocolate. This is my wife. Uh, yes, uh, we all grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he didn't grow up that much. Nah. You can see him at Cheetahs in Las Vegas. If you're in town, go say hi to the Godfather. Yes, uh, but because of the cheating and because he's Heath Slater and Rhino, they're versus Titus Worldwide, and we have that match happen. And with this, uh, you know, it was a shortish match. Uh, Apollo Crews is really leaning into the strength moves because with that um, delayed vertical suplex, it's just like, wow, he just held that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He hasn't gotten a chance to display it as as much as I would like, but he is freakishly strong. I think yeah. they're trying to move him away from looking like a cruiserweight. Right, so exactly. Having him do more power stuff to look, make him look like he fits with the heavy. Well, I think when when Apollo debuted 205 Live wasn't a thing, so they're like, yeah, this guy, he's insanely strong and he can move like a cruiserweight. Now, if you see him moving like a cruiserweight, you're like, 
why the hell am I going to watch these little guys do the right. same thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a brawl breaks out. The match is called. Uh, so it looks like, oh, is that it? No, Dudley Boy's music hits. Uh, crowd wants tables. Dudley Boy's gives them tables. And uh, Slater gets a 3D through it. Of course. Yeah. And, of, and of course, Rhino's the one going, yeah, yeah, go see the, go see the Dudleys. He knows what's <laughs> up. He knows them from way back. This oh, yeah. No surprise. Uh, talk about yeah. tables. Rhino used to pile drive people off of aprons through tables. He's oh. a mean mother. It has been a long journey. I love how Titus worldwide just like ghosted during this. They're like, no, oh, we're good. You know what's going to happen. We've yeah. tasted everything that they, <laughs> they have to deal out. We are good. Mm-hmm. It's like, Titus is like, um, I have some kegs to run. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just good. So we have uh, Charlie backstage with AJ Styles and um, AJ calls in a, a relief interviewer. He's like, oh, who, who could he want? Uh, mean Gene. He of wants course. Mean Gene. Yep. Um, and Styles will have a two-on-one handicap match. So apparently that's coming up. And he even bols- breaks out a Hulk Hogan impersonation. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> mean Gene was not impressed. No. <laughs> no, no, no. As I'm sure a lot of people Hulk watching Hulk Hogan that is a friend of mine, heard. and you, sir, are no Hulk Hogan. <laughs> But basically, Styles says that he will retain the title. Owens and Zayn have nothing to say about it. And now we have uh, DX. Uh, we have D-Generation X Reunion. So Shawn Michaels and Triple H. This is back in the Manhattan Center. So they've got something else mm. that they can they can look at now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a whole lot of things with this segment. I mean, Shawn goes into apparently an inappropriate Stories about lots, sausage K bosses. Exactly. And, lots and of the Christmas old DX hats. tales, of yeah, course. Yeah, indeed. And um but they're basically it's like, hey, we we can't have this twenty fifth anniversary with just ourselves. We're gonna have to bring out way more than that. And uh, you know, they give uh nods to of course China mm-hmm. and uh ravishing Rick Rude and they'll say they'll do whatever they want it to do and they will do whatever they want it or they'll say whatever they want it to say, like driving a tank to the door of WCW. Like that. Mm-hmm. Start a war. And they invite <laughs> and music hits and the New Age Outlaws come out. And that is uh, only one of many people. So, you know, we've got uh, Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn, and they're there. And not only that, but in our Raw studio, actually, because we're inviting it in, and it's the 25th anniversary. I mean, speaking we have of getting Johnny the band back together. My God. Wow, wow. Get it. That's my strum. I'm strumming the band. Oh, Johnny. So good to see you, brother. <laughs> you too, man. Johnny. Hey. Too sweet, everyone. Too sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. Uh, let let our viewers know what's going on with you. That uh... oh, I'm well, I'm showing up in the last five minutes. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. Well, I'm leaving the country in the morning, and we had to record compadres immediately. Where are you going? I'm going to Argentina, and I Holy I'm not smokes. sure where else. Doing some jokes, and so um, we had to get compadres done, and then I just hauled it over here. And so, sorry, guys. There you go. Wherever you, I'm, it's weird not looking at a computer when hosting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always doing the chat roll. Of course. Um, well, the yeah. chat is all about fun dad being here. There's a fun lot dad? of exclamation points. <laughs> Thanks, guys. A lot. <laughs> I appreciate um, you. We're on the, the DX reunion. So, uh, okay, good. Yeah, New Age Outlaws just came out. And now we have um, X-Pac. Mm-hmm. He comes out. Mm-hmm. After Buzz's own. I yeah. know. Um, Fr- friend X-Pac of the network. 360. Mm-hmm. Good friend yeah. Sean. Friend of ours. Right there. Yeah, Sean Waltman. Uh, but there's more. You know, WWE Hall of Famer Razor Ramon. We got it goes Scott It Hall. goes from a DX reunion to a full-blown click reunion. There yep. we go. Almost one shy of a click mm-hmm. reunion. Yeah, he saunters out. And he says, uh, you know, we can't do this without 
the bad guys uh, because the, uh, the Raw 25th is too sweet. So then uh, Finn Baylor's music. Th- those are the magic words, of course, to bring out the club. There you go. Mm. So we have uh, the, uh, the Balor Club comes out. We've got Finn, we've got Gallows, we've got Anderson. Not only them, then we have the Revival. So we have uh, Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson. Um, so they're they're all in the ring. And then, um, you know, what happens? Uh, tussling. Yep, tussling. Mm-hmm. A lot of tussling. A quick happens. tussle. Of a course. Quick tussle. One of those, hey, we're running out of time tussles. A quick yeah. tussling in the no. style of. A tag team match! match. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Coming to get it all. It is nostalgia meets fists and feet. <laughs> Hands were thrown, and it ended with a magic killer, and the revival was penned by this, Gallows. This Madison. match was blinking, you miss it. They knew that time they was knew. right. A lot, of, a lot of stuff tonight was blinking, you miss it. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a lot of battling after that, you know, like Road Dog get in there. We saw the full Road Dog. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, the famous Earth, the X yeah. Factor getting yep. busted yep. up for the first time in a long time. Sure. Man. And of course, Triple H finished it. With the pedigree. Oh, no, wait. And then there was an after party by the coup de gras. So, yeah, yeah just about everybody had a, a taste and a turn of the revival. But, yeah. but the fact that Finn Balor had the last word to me, now that that's a special kind of special kind of rub. Like sure. That's, that's a nice. watched him during Royal Rumble kind of rub. Ooh, yeah. I like that. That's a I fair like point. A Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then it goes back to the Barclays Center. I forgot. I forgot there was even more. I yeah. know this is. It's like <laughs> this it was, was right packed. around the time that it became eight o'clock. So I was for a while. I was thinking that they were going to go on with this, I, forgetting that they had talked about the freckles. Johnny, give I, us some of your thoughts, like up to this point of everything, because we only have this last thing left. I have heard that, um, and I haven't looked online, but I, I heard that the crowd was getting very restless at the Manhattan Center because there just wasn't as much happening. Like to me. I don't understand why you didn't do the Intercontinental title match there. Sure. Um, if you're going to have a historic title change, which this also makes me think, and look, I don't know if it's going to happen again, but hey, Philadelphia, a couple of years ago, who won the Royal Rumble? Roman Reigns. Oh, boy. Who is no longer <laughs> Intercontinental champion? Roman Reigns. Oh, boy. I'm just... I, the only thing I worry about is that at the Manhattan Center, they had trouble filming the coup de gras. If they'd have missed any sort of actual visual cues with that Intercontinental title match, that would have been it. Right, right, right. would have spoiled the end of the match, and that would have been it. So maybe they went with the, the place where they actually put all of their film crew, yeah. and the second stringers were at the Manhattan Center, and they went, we'll give them the easy stuff. Could be. I, I was also intrigued by what The Undertaker said. To me, that was his final goodbye but even the announcer said what does he mean so I, what do you got yeah sure you i don't i don't think i certainly yeah. don't think that was a final goodbye i don't think yeah, they would no. i mean honestly i don't think they would waste a final goodbye on just like an anniversary raw yeah 25 years is very historic but anniversary raws i said before are kind of non-canon so i don't really think that they would have undertaker do a final goodbye here of all places so you're saying he's gonna win the rumbles what you're saying <laughs> i'm saying he's gonna eliminate every single other person Fair enough. um i think we're gonna see him again when it comes time for getting closer to Mania season. Okay. Uh, Brother Love, that was my favorite. I mean... Oh, well, yeah, oh absolutely. Brother Love. You give me Brother Love and Boogeyman, I'm a happy, <laughs> I'm a happy guy. So, uh, yeah, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot going from two different locations. Not easy thing to pull off. And, you know, Vince McMahon took a stunner. Kudos. Yeah. yeah. And, and a pretty damn good one, all things considered. Yeah, terrible. I mean... 
Could have been worse. It was no Linda. And he <laughs> called himself a senior citizen, which I, I got, mad, <laughs> got mad love for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So with our final segment, uh, we have uh, Paul Heyman. He's coming out. Well, basically, we had a... a crap load of superstars like surrounding the ring. Kurt Angle will not let anything happen tonight. Kurt Hawkins, one of them first and foremost yeah. is what I Kurt advise. Hawkins on the front line. Getting him on the Ain't show. nobody getting past Kurt Hawkins. Makes the facts. No one nobody. is. No one ever. Great lumberjacks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Paul Heyman comes out and uh, he's got the beautiful Paul Heyman-esque stuff coming Paul out the Paul. same. Paul doing Paul. Paul doing Paul. He intros Brock. So the Braun just it just basically turns into a tussle. So basically <laughs> Braun goes after Kane. Sure. Uh Brock Lesnar goes after Kane. Braun goes on a rampage and manages to put Brock through the announcer table. Uh, and stands tall. And nobody lifts a finger to stop him. No. <laughs> they were all out there. No the rest is like popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> uh, they're all out there for the yeah. express intent of keeping this from happening. Right. And not even like an attempt at stopping it from happening. There's an F5 to Kane running power <laughs> slam through the announce table. Brother loves want... like, Brother Brown, Brother Brown. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you do you. I just want Kurt Angle to pop up on an internet exclusive and go, You're all fired! Right. You're all fired! Right. <laughs> Man, I understand though. I wouldn't have lifted a finger, but the, oh the, no, that's, like that's me. I'm I'm kind of like, oh, that's between them. Mm. They need to get that but, out. And, but if if you go from that point of view, then that just makes Kurt Angle look like an idiot <laughs> for bringing all these people out that are immediately just gonna roll over on. Him. You know, yeah. Kurt Angle does not have a track record of looking like a very smart general manager. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you go to the show and he's making matches on the spot when somebody suggests it. He doesn't actually plan ahead. <laughs> they're they're on air, and he goes, you know what? We just got a main event tonight. What? <laughs> God's sake, Kurt! What are you doing? That is that is one of my one of my favorite tropes of wrestling is that they're just there's just a blank sheet of paper backstage and they're just waiting for people to get into arguments with each other. <laughs> yeah, that that is something that it's just it's not mentioned enough because it's amazing. <laughs> I will say this: the main event did not. It was I predicted on Twitter what would happen earlier today. I was mm. way off on this, unfortunately. Okay, mm. I predicted The Rock would make a surprise appearance with George from Rampage, and Braun would get mad and challenge George. And the main event would be George versus Braun. They would both get DQ'd for eating people, um, yeah. and then George would get added to the Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, I don't think any of that's going to happen. A, um, and a, you never know. You never know. They may just have put a pin in it. Yeah, and they they might have IRS there. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're just pulling for IRS all the time. Can't say that yeah. they won't. It might Very happen. specific taste. Yeah, so for Royal Rumble, obviously uh, we don't have time to go through the full prediction list. But no, is there no. is there a particular match that y'all are like, oh my God, yes, this. And then just to remind you, we have uh, the man over the top, woman over the top Royal Rumble matches. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens the same Zayn, two-on-one handicap. We also have the Universal Championship, Brock, Braun, and Kane. Uh, along with that, we have uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, Rollins, Jordan versus mm. Shizaro. Mm. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Usos, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjam- Benjamin, two out of three falls. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Is there something that's... I mean, all, it's all, always the Rumble. You always could you Rumble. could put any single match on the undercard. It will not get me as excited as want? the Rumble match. Who do you want? Rumble. Oh and which Rumble do you mean? Tough one. Super, super Boy. tough. Boy. At this point, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. Now, this is the first time in a long time. I honestly could not tell you. Someone sent me the betting odds, and I would never bet on wrestling. And if you are, shame on you. Daniel Bryan became the odds-on favorite over the weekend, mm. which is so weird. Right, oh. right, right, right. So Bless I mean, it, it could be it could be wishful thinking. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see it. I want the Women's Rumble. I want Asuka to win. Of course. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I want her to, to be able to just like chill and um, eat people for a while between yeah. here and WrestleMania because her spot is already solidified. Yeah, and I don't think that's a long shot but by any means. I think, I think you think might is. be. But I want her to beat Lita. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, okay. Oh. I think it might be. Wouldn't for, that be for the women's? Wow. I'd say Naya. Naya. Not not for the old tropes of oh she's the biggest woman, but because I think if Oscar gets into a situation where she's able to fight Alexa Bliss, she could pick up that title, and then it would be Oscar versus Naya on the biggest stage. Two real unstoppable forces. Sure. Sure. Mm. And I think in the interim, we could get a nice little program with Naya and Alexa Bliss as well. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or they could remain on the same side as a united front against against Oscar. Right, and then Oscar picks it up, is able to to, to get underneath those two. And right, then it's, right. And it's Alexa in Naya's corner. Because I think, and I think a lot of people are are using Oscar's undefeated streak as an excuse. But you've seen the way WWE kind of markets undefeated streaks. It's really only if you've been pinned or submitted. If Oscar gets eliminated from a rumble, they're not going to count that. If she loses a tag match, they're not going to count that. It's if she gets pinned or submitted. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One-on-one competition is the only competition that I'd say really matters because there's a lot of other factors at play, but in one-on-one competition, that's where wins and losses truly count. Right. Uh, I don't think Oscar wins the rumble. I think they're making it too blatantly obvious right now that she is going to win, so uh-huh. I don't think mm-hmm. she is. I think it could be someone returning I think maybe a Beth Phoenix. I think um, I think Mickey James for one more title run, perhaps. That'd be great. Um, probably okay way off, that. you know. Um, but it's, you just mentioned the card, top to bottom. It's a heck of a card. Like, mm. yeah. you know, there's maybe not a ton of story with, you know, Shelton and Gable and the Usos, but they're going to put on a. Good it's going to be a hell of a match for sure. <laughs> top yeah. to bottom, it's like you know, AJ and Sammy and Kevin are going to be entertaining. Start to finish. Mm. And Shazaro anywhere, I'll take him. And, and Jason Jordan getting booed. I love it. All right, he's, I know, I, right? we, we haven't seen such an oblivious villain in a very... Not since probably NXT era Bo Dallas. That's great. Yeah. 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 Man, so. uh, God, I can't remember the character's name. He reminds me of uh, the guy from Spider-Man that wears a fishbowl. Mysterio? And- oh. Mysterio. Mysterioso. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, he reminds me of Mysterioso where it's like, oh, you're a bad guy, but you're oh, you're so inept. What's going on there? <laughs> exactly. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I love that. Okay. Jason Jordan is my Mysterio of uh, WWE. Maybe go. he wins the Rumble. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. That would be that would great, be a loud, loud that reaction. That would, but, it would, but it would be the reaction that they wanted for a yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, telling you, Philadelphia would be burning those grease poles if uh, Jason Jordan. So, <laughs> grease is flammable. Question, question, you guys. I was joking before, but it could. Have, do you really think they would recreate Roman Reigns again in Philadelphia winning the Rumble? I don't think they're. I I, I think they'd learned the first time. But wasn't yeah. there rumors of Brock? Uh, Roman at WrestleMania. Oh, for sure, and that could very well still happen. Not necessarily. I. It may not be for a title. Who knows? Yeah. And do they have the cojones to do that now? At this point, I think they need to take a little. If they bit of do, a rest. they deserve everything that happens. 
And they're okay. Yeah, if you so, want to ruin Philadelphia before the Super Bowl, you can <laughs> exactly. have him win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yes, and the Royal Rumble will be happening uh, January 28th at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, and we will be doing the Raw after show for that. But for right now, for today, tonight, with the 25th anniversary show, uh, your hosts have been... Ty? Oh, uh, my name is Ty Matthews. As always, you guys, y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, catch me on the Magicians After Show Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific, and on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Saturdays, 4 p.m. Or check those local listings. And next to him, True Hobo, put yourself over. I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram at True Hobo. I do the NXT After Show Wednesdays right after NXT airs live for t-shirts and merchandise with nxteam.spreadshirts.com. Uh, and your favorite and mine are Traveling fun dad. Uh, let's see. At Jay Quasto, I'm going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, February 8 to 10. Louisville, February 15 to 17. And this Sunday, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I won't be there, but we have a live taping. If you can go, please make it out. Uh, and I am Markeia McCarty. I'm your host for tonight. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Markeia McCarty. M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. I'm also on Marvel Movie News that is on our sister network, Popcorn Talk. Uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. we will have the Ryan Sands. And it looks like we'll have Sean Ward, uh, that nerdy YouTuber that everybody loves. We will be talking about the Runaways finale. And I just want to let everybody know right now, I will be doing press junkets for Black Panther. So I'm, I'm floating on the ceiling right now love you love that and we will see you next week when we are talking all things raw here 9 p.m on after Buzz tv for wwe wrestling coverage Bye-bye. from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire after Buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after Buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.